Good afternoon. Um, this is Karen Abrams from STEM Guyana Mommy's podcast, the Mommy Podcast. And today we have a special guest with us, Dr. Natalie Caldera. And Dr. Caldera is actually Guyanese and she's a psychologist. And I think this is an appropriate discussion, an appropriate time to have this discussion, um, considering what's been going on in schools and what we've been reading in the media. And so, um, Dr. Caldera, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Karen. I'm happy to be here. Honored to be invited to talk about this important topic. So, 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 Dr. Caldera, tell me, where are you from in Guyana? Well, call me Natalie. Um, I was born in the Pomeroon, a charity hospital. And when I was about five or six months old, my parents moved to Georgetown. And my parents are both teachers. So they moved, um, you know, my parents, the, the system there, they would move teachers around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so we lived in Georgetown for many years. Mm-hmm. And, but when I was about uh, primary three or so, we moved to Ichuni. Mm-hmm. And we, so we lived there, but even before that, we had moved and lived in the Rupununi wow. for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a short while. I think it was about a year or mm-hmm. less than a year mm-hmm. uh, there. But in Aichuni, we were there. I was actually there only about a year because then I, for uh, standard, we did common entrance and then uh, I moved to live with my grandmother in Georgetown to go to high school and then my parents moved back and then you know we lived there for a while and then we all moved to New York when I was about 19. Okay okay mm-hmm. um I thought fa- that's fascinating so you took common entrance in Ituni from you, you're in a school in Ituni? Yes but it was interesting because what I had ended I registered at Carmel RC, mm-hmm. which is where I went to primary school. Mm-hmm. It's uh, right next door to Charleston High, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I went up to Ituni, mm-hmm. I came back and took common entrance at Carmel RC. Oh, okay. So where, where was yeah, your preparation yeah. done? At Carmel or uh, in, in school at Ituni? At Ituni, I would say. Ituni. Oh, okay. Because yeah, that, that whole year I spent up there. Okay, and so which high school did you attend? Queens College. Oh, that's pretty Queens cool. College. That's pretty cool. Yes. All yes. right. Yes. So, so it's great. I think I think we desperately need to hear from you, um, all the moms in Guyana. We oh, and, and you're yes. also a mom, right? Tell us about you. You have a daughter. I have an eight-year-old. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I you have an eight-year-old, and I'm married to Guyanese. Uh, so. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so you understand. You are quite familiar with those uh, those mommy-related issues as well. Exactly. Yes. And of course, like I said, uh, you know, my parents are teachers, so okay. I grew up with them. You know, using the same methods of discipline as everybody else. Right. Um, so you know, and then of course. Uh, when I started my own um, journey in the profession mm-hmm. that I'm in now, mm-hmm. um, of course, a lot of conflict with my family because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very different methods. Um, 
But, you know, I, I really do think that, you know, when it comes to things like uh, corporal punishment, hitting children, beating children, I really do give the teachers and parents the benefit of the doubt in the past, mm-hmm. meaning that I, I feel pretty confident that if they knew mm-hmm. these alternative methods mm-hmm. or the different ways of getting children to behave mm-hmm. or encouraging children, getting them to learn better, mm-hmm. getting them to regulate themselves, that they would have used these methods. Well, be- um, before I'm we... Sure bef- that. Uh-huh. I, think, I think what I'd like um, to find out from you is like, what what are some mm-hmm. of the consequences of the corporal yes, punishment? Yes. Let, let's talk a little yes. bit about what happens to your children over time. Right, right, right. So that's a very good question because I think that what happens is that um, it's pretty ingrained. You know, I've had these conversations with, you know, my QC people mm-hmm. and um, very educated people mm-hmm. uh, in the QC community mm-hmm. as well as in my own family. Mm-hmm. And you know, the common thing that people respond is that, well, you know, I was, I was beaten and <laughs> I turned out okay. I turned out okay. Yes, um, I hear that people, a lot. Even, people even go as far as saying, well, um, you know, I was severely beaten wow. as a child and I turned out okay with no emotional damage. Lie! And of course, they're <laughs> declaring themselves as, you know, free of emotional damage. <laughs> But, you know, it's a small place. Yeah. So a lot of these people I know. Right. And so I could look back and I, I know that some of the consequences were that some of these same people that are telling me now that they were beaten, mm-hmm. they were the bullies. Right. You know, in right. school. Right. They were the, you know, verbal bullies, mm-hmm. physical bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then some of them, you know, as adults today, mm-hmm. you could see that they're dishonest people. Right. They cheat on their partners. Right. They're very insecure, which means they have a lot of anxiety. Yes. They have, they will tell you plainly that they have sleep problems. Yes. They have problems with um, controlling the way they eat. They're eating too much or mm-hmm. eating too little bit. Mm-hmm. They have a problem controlling their alcohol use. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the um, consequences, right? Mm-hmm. So when you talk about um, you know, we, we, we could talk about how people change their attitudes and, mm-hmm. and behavior, which is actually very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways that you get people to change their attitudes mm-hmm. and behaviors is really to answer your question, mm-hmm. which is, let's talk about what is the, the dangers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of corporal punishment. What mm-hmm. happens to people mm-hmm. when they're inflicted with pain mm-hmm. right because the whole thing is that people will also argue that well there's a difference between a small hit on the bottom mm-hmm. and you know severe physical abuse mm-hmm. and the, the the thing is that you know let's just use me and you as an example mm-hmm. we both have we're, we're we have things in common because mm-hmm. we're both human mm-hmm. but we grew up in different environments, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. In terms of the homes we grew up in Mm -hmm. and the schools we went to, Mm -hmm. um, the kind of families we're around, Mm -hmm. and also our genetics may be different, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we don't know 
like a small hit on one child's bottom mm-hmm. might not affect me mm-hmm. or you in the same way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So why take the risk mm-hmm. when we know it could be a negative mm-hmm. uh, effect? And basically, the, the, it, it boils down to three things mm-hmm. that um, are high risk. When you hit a child, you inflict pain on a child. You it, even the verbal mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. in terms of berating the child, humiliating the child. Mm-hmm. Um, the child will have, as an adult, mm-hmm. a hard time regulating their emotions, and what mm-hmm. that means is they either can have extremes. Mm-hmm. They either shut down, mm-hmm. where they're numbing mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you numb yourself, you actually, you know, you have a hard time feeling. Mm-hmm. That means if you have a hard time feeling, then you're going to have a hard time being empathic to other people. Right. You're not going to be able to feel for another person right. either. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or then the opposite extreme is you get irritable and angry very quickly. Mm-hmm. So small things will make you fly into a rage. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's one um, mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Another place that it affects you is um, your sleep, which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that um, when pain is inflicted, mm-hmm. part of the brain that gets affected is the emotional center, mm-hmm. and it affects your sleep system. So people are will have a hard time falling asleep, they will have a hard time staying asleep, mm-hmm. waking up early, or they might have the extreme, which is nightmares. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the third area where it affects people is their ability to trust other people, which mm-hmm. is a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like that trust is like the foundation of every relationship. Mm-hmm. And when pain is inflicted by someone that you know, mm-hmm. Which, you know, if it's oftentimes a caregiver or a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, if it's done in a sustained manner mm-hmm. where it's frequent mm-hmm. um, and it's intense, mm-hmm. then that child internalizes a message mm-hmm. that they're a bad person, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so their ability to then um, respond to somebody even if it's somebody they know mm-hmm. their motivation to trust another person mm-hmm. becomes very low well, so those are some of the dangers well, well that's interesting because i and you know i remember coming back from guyana flying back from guyana about a year ago and this couple uh-huh. was on the airplane with a six or eight month old baby i kid you not and mm. He, um, the father was holding the baby and the baby was hitting at the father and the father was slapping back at the baby. Like the father was, was really seriously getting annoyed that the baby was hitting out. And I'm looking at this exchange and I'm like, he's not getting that. In fact, he probably taught that baby how to hit and, and you know, by hitting at the baby and, and the baby's essentially hitting back now. And that baby's not even a year old and the cycle has begun. Right. You know, um, I also I also think about this lying, the lying piece. Right. Because lying comes from fear. If you can't tell your parents the truth because you're going to be you're going to be beaten, you're going to lie. And and that's a big deal. Like like there some kids were prolific liars. Yes. You know, yes. simply because, and so some of these things that people say, uh, and then that extends into their adulthood. Yes. Where, you 
we know as a culture that it's a, it's a culture where a lot of, you know, men, women do it too, but yeah. a lot of the men mm-hmm. are very dishonest in their relationships, especially. Yes. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of infidelity, a lot of cheating and, you know, I'm not saying that it's just this one effect, mm-hmm. but it's a cumulative effect that, Mm-hmm. It, you know, it affects people's relationships and their ability to be honest. Yes. Well, let's let's talk about you know. Right now in Guyana, we have these um, 16 days of uh, of um, uh, uh, sort of highlighting violence against women, and yes, and yes. and so we hear so much about um, murders of women and domestic violence and domestic abuse, and everybody right. there's a lot of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth as if you know right. they're not tying it back to some of our fundamentals fundamental beliefs and behaviors in society. Um, you want right. to comment on that? Comment on the domestic violence piece? Well, we know that across the world that this is a this is a problem, mm-hmm. right? Where you know the corporal punishment is considered or hitting children, beating them, giving them licks mm-hmm. is a form of violence mm-hmm. against a child, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that we know that the, it is linked to future violence. So. Mm-hmm. When it lowers people's tolerance mm-hmm. for future violence, when you witness it, when you experience it, mm-hmm. um, not in all cases, mm-hmm. but the risk is there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, especially people, oftentimes, what happens if you look back at the person, whether it's the victim or the per- perpetrator mm-hmm. of domestic violence, you will see in the history that they were beaten mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. they witness violence mm-hmm. or you know or both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's very much connected you see the you see the link there well so often times mm-hmm. uh, uh go ahead no 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 go ahead oftentimes um you know people will argue up and down you mm-hmm. know that oh i was beaten mm-hmm. and i don't beat my wife or my husband right right Mm -hmm. or i witness violence and i don't do it myself Mm -hmm. so yes of course um you not not everybody will do it like Mm -hmm. some people are but if there's a small risk Mm -hmm. it's actually about 10 percent of people who will engage in this behavior in the extreme Mm -hmm. people who witness or perpetrate you know Mm -hmm. or if it if it happened to them as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, taking that risk of 10% of the population doing this is mm-hmm. still really high. Yeah. And actually, that's across the world, right? Mm-hmm. But in Guyana, we know that the percentage is much higher. That's really sad. And there is a, a connection between what they witness as children and what they're doing. And even when people say, oh, I don't hit my partner, my mm-hmm. husband, or my wife, they're engaging in emotional abuse. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. in verbal abuse. Yeah. Um, so it's not always something that's physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now now that we've sort of identified the problem for moms, because this is this is a show for moms um, in Guyana, yes. um, okay. let's give them some tools, because um, you're the psychologist, so let's give them some right. tools for dealing, disciplining their children, their, their children without actually having to beat them. And then okay. remember, remember too, that there's, there's not going to be this, 
this period of this changeover period because you know if you've been beating your children for a long time and you just stop um i don't know what give me your thoughts right so i want to say a few things because i think that part of uh what has to happen is that government uh, private sector, civil society, NGOs have to come together to advocate that the law must be changed. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when you see, when you look across the world, um, countries, you know, states, different states, what they will try to tell you is that we we did a survey and people are just not ready mm-hmm. to, to ban this behavior Mm -hmm. um in fact they have to take a stand and ban the behavior and then people will change Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so but they also have to educate supports in place Mm -hmm. exactly put supports in place to help parents answer this question you have about how will parents suddenly stop they Mm -hmm. have to get not only um build awareness in the community so Mm -hmm. you know the way i see it is that you know um I think a few years ago in the last administration in Guyana, one of the uh, government ministers, uh, Priya Manik Chan, Mm -hmm. had said something, I read somewhere where she talked about how they went across the country and Mm -hmm. did all these consultations with with different communities, Mm -hmm. and it was the one area where she found Mm -hmm. that there was complete unity among Mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter their ethnic uh, background, Mm -hmm. their religion, Mm -hmm. their... Gender. uh, Mm -hmm. Politics, Mm -hmm. gender. It didn't matter. People thought it was not a good idea to ban this behavior. Mm -hmm. And um, what I would say is that, you know, they have to go ahead and take a stand. Mm -hmm. change the law mm-hmm. and then what will happen is when the law is changed mm-hmm. then people will say oh wait a minute mm-hmm. i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. i i now i have to go and look for alternative ways mm-hmm. and guess what it's not like 30 years ago now mm-hmm. you can actually quickly easily and easily mm-hmm. google mm-hmm. oh what are the negative effects of corporal punishment, hitting your child, humiliating your child. Mm-hmm. Information is right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are the alternative things that I can do mm-hmm. in terms of positive parenting, mm-hmm. not hitting my child so that I can get um, the behavior that I want out of my child? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's that information too. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to find it and you're going to just start mm-hmm. practicing it. Mm-hmm. You will see the results mm-hmm. and then people's attitudes are going to change Mm -hmm. but the government does have to invest Mm -hmm. in changing the law and then building awareness and educating the public Mm -hmm. about why it's a bad idea to engage in this behavior Mm -hmm. and what's the benefit of engaging this other behavior Mm -hmm. so i think the first step is that if mothers could come together Mm -hmm. and talk about like what is the um what is the outcome we're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The outcomes that we're all looking for is that we all can agree that mm-hmm. we want successful children, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we want ch- our children to follow the rules, mm-hmm. and we want children to be productive, mm-hmm. and we want also to have good relationships 
with our children. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. So if we can all agree that that's our goal, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. How do we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that using the resources, I could give like a, a few things. Um, first, stop treating your children like little adults. Mm-hmm. They're not little adults, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In the early stages of life, and you could start this with children as young as one or two years old. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, how to put it, a, a benign dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are in charge as mm-hmm. a parent. Mm-hmm. You are in charge. Mm-hmm. It, you are the judge and the jury. Mm-hmm. You know what's best for the child. Mm-hmm. And so... If you're treating the child as a child, Mm -hmm. you will not talk to the child too much. Mm -hmm. Number one, Mm -hmm. you will do things like if they are, um, if you want them to stop a behavior, Mm -hmm. one small thing you can do is what you call the one, two, three counting. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So you will um, ask them to stop. Mm hmm. Stopping behavior can take a few seconds, mm-hmm. actually. If mm-hmm. you're trying to get somebody to stop a behavior, like mm-hmm. people are motivated to stop pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Starting a behavior actually mm-hmm. takes a longer time. So mm-hmm. you need different methods for mm-hmm. starting behavior. So mm-hmm. stopping something like throwing a tantrum, mm-hmm. say, for example, you want to stop that, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to your child to sit down quietly and do their homework. That's not stopping a behavior. That's mm-hmm. starting something. Mm-hmm. And that actually takes a lot more time mm-hmm. than the stopping the tantrum. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the stopping behavior, so that would be the first step that you want to think about your child and how you, you, you interact with your child mm-hmm. and which behaviors are the stopping behaviors mm-hmm. and which ones are the starting ones. And mm-hmm. you need a different, intervention for the stopping ones and mm-hmm. another one for the starting ones but, but what uh, I, so, what i want to do because um yeah. we 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 the show will i don't want it to run on um for an hour because i know you have time issues here and parents don't tend to they won't listen for a very long time but i'd like right, if you right, could right. give me some links which i can post as well um yes with the with the podcast um yes. so that parents would have some resources available to them Yes. Um, so my favorite one is I would recommend to start with one two three magic dot com. One two three magic dot com. So parents yes. check that out. One two three magic dot com. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I would say that that and then do positive parenting. Mm-hmm. Um I could give you a specific link. Okay, okay. So positive parenting is a link? Or is it an, an uh, approach? An approach. Okay. Approach. Okay. And while well, while you do that, I want to mention this. Um, uh, there are what 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 a lot of parents fail to realize is that not all parents are lambasting and beating their children, and so those right. who are raised in loving environments where they are empowered and allowed to share their opinions and and disciplined in other ways. Those kids tend to grow up to be more confident and outgoing and, and you know, um, more apt to share their ideas. And so they tend to, your kids are competing with those children in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the workplace, in the world as they get older. 
So yes. essentially, you're disadvantaging your children if yes. you um, if you don't if if what you do is to if you break their spirits and beat them and get them you know get them all anxious and and willing to lie and lacking confidence and you know so so you have to think about as 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 Natalie said earlier. Um, what are the behaviors that you're seeking? And she listed out those behaviors. And then we have to think about what do we do today to make sure that our kids are as competitive, um, are as well adjusted in the long run. But um, yes, as, as yes. we wrap up here, yes, that's your goal. That's yes, your goal. Yes. So, so Natalie, as we wrap up, give me some final, give me a wrap up here for, for parents in Guyana. Well, so I think that it, where it's, it's a habit where people think that this is a good idea to discipline their children this way by hitting or humiliating, yelling at them, shouting at them, demeaning them. There's a misconception that if you do other alternative methods, you're being too soft or you're, you're not being um, hard enough. But parenting is a very hard job. So, but it, you could be both friendly and demanding of your children, meaning that you are there to care for them, but you're also expecting something from them. And that you could use methods that engage both of those things and encapsulate both of those things. Being friendly and demanding, they are not two different things. They can happen at the same time. Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, we are just about at the 25-minute mark, so I want to definitely say thank you. I think this discussion was timely. and Oh, thanks very much. And yes. I know, yeah, I know a lot of parents are grappling with this in, in the Ghana context. And, um, you know, I really would like you to come back um, so that we could get a little deeper into, into specifically um, the strategies. Um, yes. but we have, I'll post the links that you recommend, but I do want to say thank you for, for coming on the mommy show and, um, thank you for having me. <laughs> and yes, I'm excited to share whatever can be helpful. And I am very happy that you are doing this podcast. I think it's very much needed. Great. Thanks a lot. Oh, by the way, Natalie is a strong supporter of STEM Ghana from way back. So, um, we didn't just pluck her out of the blue. She loves our organization. <laughs> and supports us financially and as you see with great advice so thanks again natalie okay thank you karen you're welcome